scripture says that we're going to bow down. And we don't do much bowing anymore, at least not physically. But scripture says we're going to bow down before our Heavenly Father. And we just sang that. I thought about it. We were just singing that. Hey, we're, we're here to worship. Um, we're here to bow down before our Heavenly Father. And so let's, let's do that uh, in our life. Just simply bow down uh, to him. Uh, another song that we sang was Yet Not I But Christ In Me. Um, and Jason said he has some things that he wants to share about that song. So go ahead. Why don't you just come up and share what, what you want to share uh, in regards to that, that song. And this is something Jason just came up after the song. He said, hey, I have something to share about that song. So let's keep this up. If there's something else um, after Jason is done, if there's something that you feel you want to share, um, you're more than welcome to. So go ahead. It, it's not directly about the song, but it made me think about something else. Let's put it that way. Um, this... In the past three weeks at school in seventh grade, we've been talking about um, numb resistance, and then we were taking a look at the martyr's mirror and going through some of the stories. And uh, one of the very last stories I taught on, and you know, this was the kind of thing that, it talked about my hope is only Jesus. Actually, the last song really made me think about it. Um, and it's talked, here I am to worship. One thing I think we have in the Western society and Christianity, we have lost our passion. Um, especially in the face of adversity. And you know, in, in the one story I read to the seventh graders, I believe it was on Friday, it talked about uh, the lady that was taken because of her faith, right? And she was not willing to recant. You no, know, they questioned her, questioned her, interviewed one after another. And she said, no. And they got a little tired of her. Eventually she got sentenced to death. And one thing they did to her and the other people that were captured is they said, all right, you're not going to shut up. We're going to make you shut up. And in the face of continuing to sing the whole way to the stake, they said, okay, we don't want to hear it anymore. They were that burned in their hearts that they actually screwed their mouth shut and, and took their tongues and said, we're not going to let you sing anymore. And yet, in spite of that, they continued to worship God, even though they couldn't sing anymore. And I sometimes wonder, you know, it talks, my hope is only Jesus. That's what our life really and I don't care if it's in the face of adversity or in the good times or the bad times, how often do we stop? Especially when people push against us. Or especially, maybe we're out in the, in the public and we're like, well, you know, whatever. But that is what we should be doing. We should be worshiping 24-7. I don't care if we're sitting in prison, or if we're sitting in our car, or if we're here at church. That is what we're called, my hope is only Jesus. And you know, the, the question I asked the seventh graders, I was like, so what's your excuse? Why aren't you following Jesus? I said, they had to worry about death right in their face, literally. And yet, so many of us are soft. And I guess it probably, you know, when you have a talk like this, I've been talking on this for, Isaiah, is it three weeks probably now? Is that right? Uh, sometimes they're, almost, they're not sure what's coming in the next Bible class because it's been really deep, like really deep. It's so quiet in there, it's crazy. But it also speaks to my own heart. How soft am I getting? Mm-hmm. Am I worshiping God no matter what? Through the good and the bad, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what. So that's what those, both of those songs really spoke to me, so I'll leave it at that. Oops. Thank you, Jason. Someone else have a, something that they want to share? This morning or something uh, just in the worship time this morning that 
that spoke to you this morning to worship. I think it was one of the first songs that you led, Mark, was, uh, oh, I'm running to your arms. And I'm like, that just really captivates our theme uh, this quarter of drawing near to God. Uh, You know, a number of times we had messages or we talked about us coming to God. As we draw closer, he draws closer. And, you know, last Sunday we talked about the prodigal son and the father and just that how, how, how fast a gap can be closed when you have two people come in the same direction. And that's how it is with our Heavenly Father, too. As we run, hopefully run to his arms, he runs to us. Um, but that song really, uh, I, I love that song this morning. Oh, I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love, they're always going to be enough. Nothing compares to his embrace. And that is so true. The embrace of the Heavenly Father. Uh, last Sunday, we specifically talked about uh, the Father and the prodigal son. And that type of embrace, the emotions that were going on there, I'm sure were phenomenal for the dad and for the son. Because I'm sure he recognized he came into an embrace where there was true love. And his father just loved him. I'm sure it wasn't just this, this kind of hug. I'm sure it was a huge embrace hug. And I think that's what our Heavenly Father has for us as well. Uh, a, a real man hug. I'm going to call him man hug. I know there's a lot of ladies here, but I think you get what I mean. Uh, you know, not just this light embrace, but just an embrace of our Heavenly Father. And, and just the, the compassion and the love and the mercy that's there uh, in that without any words being spoken. Uh, So thank you, Mark, for that. We're going to keep moving here this morning. Uh, We're going to have the offering now. We'll do the offering. Daniel, if you want to get that ready, and then uh, several announcements, and then we'll get into the message this morning, which is going to be a recap of uh, the past three months. So this morning, the offering is for the building fund, and this stand bugs the time out of me, but I tightened it up. All right. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Jason. I'm back there. I'm like, this is just starting to lean to the left. Uh, so the offerings for the building fund this morning. So we'll have a word of prayer for that. And then uh, we'll, we have several announcements. Father, thank you so much for this morning. And Lord, I want to thank you just for the time that we could spend singing and just coming into uh, your presence we sang about your presence is heaven to us and Lord we sang about running to your arms and we sang about the strength that you give us yet not I but Christ in us so much focused on having a relationship with you Father thank you for making it possible that we can have a relationship with you Uh, we're just about to celebrate Easter again and uh, looking at that whole story just an amazing story, an amazing, um, we're so grateful for what you did for us, your love, your mercy, and the courage that you had here on this earth to walk through things, very difficult things because of your love for us, and so Father, this morning, we want to thank you, 
Thanks for this building as we give toward the building from this morning. Uh, bless the gift and giver. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so thank you, Daniel, for passing that, the offerings for the building fund this morning. Um, any birthdays coming up this week? Lincoln, today is your birthday. Awesome. How old are you, Lincoln? Nine. All right. Do we have any others this week or today? No? All right. Lincoln. Awesome. Well, happy birthday. We're going to sing happy birthday to Lincoln. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lincoln. Happy birthday to you. All right. Happy birthday, Lincoln. Uh, that's awesome. Nine-year-old. Lauren, can you handle that? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can. All right. Uh, as far as announcements goes, uh, okay, Dave, you had already left. Yesterday was the volleyball tournament, which we weren't there because we had something else going. Um, but Dave left because he's not feeling good. He said he'll be here for a little bit. Uh, was anyone there else there yesterday at the volleyball tournament? Jason? Okay. Um, according to Dave, it, it went well. Okay. Okay, do you have the numbers? That's fine, okay. Awesome, okay. So financially they went over them, them what they thought. So uh, praise God for, for that. Thank you, Daniel and Jason, for being a part of that as well. Uh, and, uh, but Dave, I could tell this morning when he walked in and starts, you start talking to him, you could tell he's not feeling well. Uh, but, and I saw he slipped out. So that was yesterday. Coming up, uh, obviously today is Palm Sunday. Next Sunday is, is Easter, uh, and me and our family, we won't be here, but Seth is going to run with the Easter service next week. Uh, and so if there's anything different, make sure you just keep an eye uh, on uh, Facebook, or maybe we can even email as well if there's any changes. But So next Sunday, uh, Easter, Easter Sunday here, and uh, Seth's going to run with that. Uh, two weeks then is going to be communion. So we'll have communion here uh, on a Sunday morning, uh, the Sunday after uh, Easter. We did that last year and it seemed to work really well. I'm excited about that, uh, doing that right the following week. What is, what is it? That's Urban Youth Workers Retreat that weekend? Ah, okay. We, let me, I'm going to talk to Mark and Seth about that. We'll talk about it. I did not know that's Urban Youth Workers Retreat Weekend. Who's all going to that? You, you guys, Dave, is anyone else involved in Urban Youth Workers Retreat? No? Okay. We're still going to have that discussion. But thanks for letting me know. Uh, so that's two weeks from today. Okay. Obviously all weekend. Um, okay. We'll keep you posted on that uh, for sure. Any other announcements? All right, uh, we're going to keep rolling here then uh, this morning. Our, and what we're going to do this morning is just a recap of uh, our theme from January. Uh, this year we're going to have a quarter, uh, a theme every quarter. Uh, and from January to now, obviously we had the, the, the theme of drawing near to God. And so our messages were all in relation to that. Uh, and so what we're going to do this morning is I'm just going to go back and, and recap 
just kind of hit some points of what we preached about, what was taught, and then open it up for you guys. Like, did you learn anything about drawing close to God? Um, a lot of you were here through a lot of those messages. Uh, is there something that was taught that you learned, something that really stuck out to you, maybe a story, maybe a message that was helpful for you? Uh, so be, be thinking about that because we do want to, I do want some of your feedback. And then uh, in the end, we'll talk about uh, our theme next quarter and which will start next Sunday, which actually uh, Seth is going to bring in the Easter story and, and tie right into uh, our theme for next quarter. I think it's going to be a really good start to start off uh, that theme next Sunday. So we'll get to that theme uh, the end of uh, the end of the message here. So we're going to just recap on drawing close to God. We know we have the verse, draw close to God, and he will draw near to you. We talked about that uh, a lot in the last three months. Uh, we started out uh, back in January, uh, one of the first Sundays in January. Uh, we talked about how to draw close to God, and we looked at Hebrews chapter 10, and the amazing opportunity that we even have to be able to have a relationship with God. Like, that's amazing. To even have the opportunity that we can have an, a relationship with Almighty God, the Creator, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the guy that's sitting on the throne. We as individuals can have a personal relationship with Him. It's amazing. And so uh, that's awesome. We looked at Hebrews chapter 10 with that and uh, we talked about that morning of you're as close to God as you choose to be when you look at how close you are to God it's in your court you're as close to God as you want to be we're the ones that take initiative you make an effort he makes an effort you draw close he draws close you take time he draw he he, he takes time and so when we look at our relationship, um, it, the, ball, the initiative is in you are the one that's supposed to take initiative. You're as close to God as you choose to be. Another Sunday we talked about uh, the commitment to Christ. Uh, and we looked at the story in Genesis chapter 3 and also Daniel 1.8 that morning when we talked about Eve and we talked about Daniel. And we looked at the comparison there. They each had a choice. Uh, we, we, we know the story of Eve. Eve was in the garden. She was tempted, and she thought about it. And then she gave in to temptation. Versus Daniel, in Daniel 1.8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile God. He predecided. We used that word quite a bit that morning. He predecided and he predetermined that he would not give in. And so it's important for us to predetermine that we're going to follow after God, that we're going to draw close to God. And so that was um, our commitment uh, to God. We talked about that morning to predecide that we are going to follow after God no matter uh, what the circumstances were, using the story of Eve and Daniel. Uh, a quote that was made that morning was, if it's not important to you, you'll find an excuse. If it's important, you'll find a way. And that's exactly how it is. If it's not important to you, you'll find an excuse. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. 
looking at your relationship with Jesus, is it important to you? If it is, you're going to find a way to cultivate it. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. John 15 was another uh, sermon we looked at, and we, we went through John 15. I think a lot of us know John 15. Abide in the vine. Uh, and we talked about the branches that morning. I had two sticks, if you remember, uh, about the same length. Uh, the one was a dead stick, and the other one I had just cut off from a tree. And the one had a little bit of, you know, buds on it, and the other one was completely dead. And the importance of abiding in the vine. Uh, the dead twig, a dead stick, will snap easily. The one that I had that wasn't dead, it doesn't snap. Uh, and so we looked at that and the importance of abiding in the vine from John 15. And recognizing that our life is connected to the vine. We need to stay connected to the vine in order to have life, in order to bear fruit. Disconnected from your vine, um, pressures, you can break easily, you snap easily versus being connected. You know what a, 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 a twig that's healthy, you can't snap it, it'll just bend. Uh, the, so the comparison of being connected to the vine versus not connected to the vine uh, was one sermon. Another sermon was uh, move the line and count the cost. If you remember, I had a line up here and uh, had tape up here. And the greater the consequence, the more we back off from the line. If you remember some of those stories. Uh, and if there's a great consequence, I use the illustration of an airplane, uh, a car running out of gas versus an airplane running out of gas. A car, if you're running on empty, it's not that huge of a deal. It's a bigger deal to some people, but you, know, you can get pretty close to the line of running out of gas with your car, and it's not a huge deal. But you put me in an airplane, and I'm almost out of gas, you better f land this plane pretty quick. And so when the consequence is greater, I will move back from the line to make and make, my, uh, make a safer line because I know the consequence is greater. Sin has great consequences. And so how far back do I move myself from the line knowing that there's great consequences there or am I right up against the line and sin is just right there? So we talked about that. Uh, one morning and uh, also the uh, the one minute of sin can ruin years of trust reputation and cause lots of shame hurt and pain uh, Eve took that apple that was one expensive apple for Eve really was she would have known what all it's going to cost her uh, would have she taken that apple uh, what is prayer? We talked about prayer one morning, uh, and we looked at specifically at Jesus' prioritized prayer, and we see how much of Jesus' life he focused on prayer. Prayer was such a big deal in Jesus' life that even the disciples said, Hey, Jesus, teach us how to do that. Teach us how to pray. And I just think that's amazing. So we looked at the importance of prayer. We know that prayer is very important in drawing close uh, to God. Confession was uh, another thing we talked about, getting the story out of Luke 8, 9 to 14. 
where we had the Pharisee and the tax collector. This was just, what, about three weeks ago. Pharisee and the tax collector going to the temple, both to do the same thing, to pray. They both prayed, but their prayers were completely opposite. Uh, The tax collector versus the Pharisee. First of all, it says the Pharisee prayed and he said, God, thank you that I'm not like all these other people. And we see the pride that was in his life versus the tax collector came and he said, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he's the one that left cleansed because he confessed his sin. And so confession, uh, just to start contrast, we looked at that story that morning, the power of confession. Confession is necessary in drawing close to God. Repentance. Last Sunday we talked about repentance and uh, making the U-turn. If you remember the big U-turn, the U we ended up here with last Sunday. Uh, Repentance is obviously very important in our relationship with Jesus as well. In drawing close to God, we looked at the story of the prodigal son and his father, and we see how the prodigal son, uh, it It's not about how low he went, but it's about what he did and the repentant heart that he had, I believe, is one of the greatest things we can learn from that story, uh, is his repentance, coming back to the father, uh, the the union between the father and the son, again, the reuniting, uh, I think is powerful. And for us, born sinners, there must be repentance for us to come back to the father. And so drawing close to the father... Um, requires repentance. So those were some of the messages that I had preached. Uh, Scott had a message on solitude uh, about a month ago, and we weren't there that Sunday. I did get to listen. I did listen to to some of that. Um, He started with Aaron Rodgers uh, for the football fans. If you remember that, that'll that'll get your attention for sure. Uh, David, but he talked about the importance of solitude. And if you weren't here this morning, uh, that morning, and you want to listen to it, it's, it's a really good uh, message. But solitude is really important in drawing close to God as well. To just to take time, spend time being with God alone. Uh, and then uh, Ernest shared several messages as well. Ernest and Yvonne are not here this morning. Uh, he texted me and his brother-in-law, Laverne Yoder, that was here, what, two or three weeks ago, is around again and doing another presentation at a church. And so Ernest said he'd, he wanted to go and see that presentation. So they went with Laverne this morning. Uh, so that's where they're at. But Ernest had several messages uh, along this line of, as well in drawing close to God. If you remember back in January, he talked about what it means to be a Christian. And he talked about three things that morning, a choice, a change, and a challenge. And he broke those things down. Uh, in order to be a Christian, there must be a choice, there must be a change, and then there's a challenge. Uh, and that all ties in, being a Christian and drawing close uh, to God. Fasting was another one that he talked about uh, the morning that he shared on fasting, the importance of fasting. Uh, and he used a number of different scriptures on fasting that morning. Uh, Daniel Pollard, was that two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, had the message on whose voice are you listening to? And if you were here that morning, uh, that the, the, the little video that he played of that, 
uh, story of the airplane and pilot really, really spoke to me. Uh, if you weren't here, I'm going to tell you in about 30 seconds here. I uh, just, just gave a story uh, of a guy having a commercial ticket to fly on a commercial airline. Uh, last minute, he got this opportunity to fly in a private plane. Someone uh, offered him a ride in his private plane. And so he scrapped his commercial ticket, hopped in the private plane. Uh, after the plane was up in the air, the pilot passed out. And he was responsible or responsible or took the responsibility of, try to, of trying to find this, fly this plane he had never flown before. But with the radio and being communic and, and communication with um, the guy in the tower, the voice in the tower said, if you follow my instructions, you're going to be able to land safely. There was another, a, lot, a number of other airlines, uh, jetliners flying as well with pilots in that had voices. But the one from the command tower said, if you listen to my voice, we'll help you land the plane. And he did. It was very stormy and cloudy. And, but when he listened to the voice of the one in the tower, he landed safely. So whose voice are you listening to? There's lots of other jetliners flying up around there with pilots that are flying their planes. But God has a voice. And if you listen to that voice, you learn to listen to that voice only, you will land your plane safely. Uh, so that really spoke to me that morning. Whose voice are you listening to? And then Laverne Yoder uh, talked about don't bury your talent, if you remember that, how we were given so much and we, are, we can use it to, get to bless others. So that's a nutshell of the past about 12 weeks of, of Sundays and with the theme of drawing near to God. So I hope that you and me as well, uh, that this was, not, uh, this was something that we learned from, some things that we can grow in. And so are there some things in that, looking over the past three months, what are some, uh, maybe some topics or something that you learned in drawing close to God? Whether it was an illustration or a story or, or, or something. Was there something that really stood out to you in the last three months? Thank you, Mark. Someone else?
people can hear the wrong thing or not. And this world is so much nonsense flying around that we are being told that we have to you know, do this and do that. And you know, a lot of things go against the Bible. And it's very easy to fall into that and be like, okay, this, this is, you know, in 2023, this is how you have to live. So we don't, you know, kind of be We focus on God and the Bible, what he says. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, that's our life, our, our truth. And that's, you know, it's just, it's very comforting to have that. Yeah, good point, Derek. Thank you for that. There's so many voices there that are not true. So many things that can actually get us to believe if we're not careful that are not true. Um, And that reminds me, I think we talked about it uh, in Daniel. We're talking about Daniel, about the importance of having good friends. Daniel had three good friends, at least three good friends, and the importance of being with people uh, being with good friends, hanging out with people that are going to help you out in life. Awesome. Thanks, Derek. Someone else? It's like a lot of people are thinking, but if you have something to share, go for it. Maybe we should have thought a little bit um, different. I remember on the morning when you shared on prayer, her being afraid of a lifeline or something like that. I can't remember exactly how you said it. But for me, that was a reminder or a change to maybe my schedule to intention, not just you know, have a reminder. Because not only is it a lifeline for me, but also for me. Thank you, Jason. And I, prayer is, is certainly a lifeline, but it's something that is so easy to not do. When you're busy and other things come up and prayer is something that is very vital, but wow, at least for me, um, it, can, it can be pushed aside very quickly. So thank you for sharing that, Jason, um, the importance of prayer. Someone else.
Larissa has often been my goal is the disciples. In the early church, people saw that they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that they were like doing amazing miracles. Now they did. It doesn't say that they had a fancy house. It doesn't say that they overthrew the Roman government. It's like, man, they were with Jesus. And they knew. And um, my prayer was that, you know, Thank you for that, Keith. That is that is good words. We talk about fruits of the Spirit, and we can study the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, but I agree with you. I think those will come when you focus on Christ. When we focus on just the fruits of the Spirit, I don't know if we'll ever even get them all if we don't focus on Christ. Because the fruits of the Spirit is not something that I think me and you can do on our own. Uh, God has to be involved. So let's focus on him first and put our focus on him and not just on, oh, I need this fruit. I need this fruit. Good words. Thank you, Keith. Someone else. Okay. If not, that's fine. You're going to have some time in your, uh, in your uh, Sunday school group here. Uh, as well, so we are just gonna we're gonna roll into that now. Just uh, before we get there, the next quarter theme uh, that that we're gonna focus on is gonna be three words, uh, and it's relationship with others. Uh, and some of that comes from obviously our second commandment is uh, we have the greatest commandment: love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Uh, and then the second greatest is love your neighbors yourself. Uh, but we're especially gonna be looking at uh, relationships uh, amongst ourselves, uh, amongst church. Um, how can you be that person that prays for each other behind each other's backs versus talking about other people behind each other's backs? There's a complete difference. Um, and so we're going to talk about, that's going to be our theme, and it's uh, looking at several different things that come in there, too, in the next quarter with relationship with others. We have Father's Day. We have Mother's Day. Uh, so you have that uh, parental relationship. So that's all coming up uh, in, the, in the next quarter. But I do want us, want us to also be a, uh, another part that, that is behind this relationship part with others is to be a safe place to where you and your brother can share and you can really share 
what's going on. That you're like, you know what, I got your back. If your week was very difficult, that we're safe enough to share it with each other and really care. And so to create a, a church and a community that really cares about other people. Uh, you know, when I look at the, the uh, armor of God in Ephesians 6, you know, you have the put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the loins go about with truth, breastplate of righteousness. You know, you have that list. All that is for the front and there's nothing there for your back. And I know you can, I, I, there's several things I think you can get when you look at that armor of God with not having anything on your back. Number one is you're not supposed to turn and run because the enemy can uh, get you in the back. But I also believe uh, one of the reasons that we don't have anything isn't on your back is because I'm supposed to have your back and you're supposed to have my back. And we're supposed to work together going through life as Christians, as brothers and sisters, caring about each other so much that if I know Malin's getting attacked by something, uh, that I got his back. Uh, and so that's uh, kind of the heart of, of uh, what's coming up for, for next semester. So that theme is going to be a relationship with others uh, starting next Sunday, starting Easter Sunday. So I'm excited about it. All right, children, we're going to have Sunday school. Uh, I know it's 11.15, so who's the Sunday school teachers today? AJ and Daniel. Okay. Uh, you know, we're at 11.15. If you want to go to 11.45, we can close a little early today. That's fine. Uh, so, children, uh, you're dismissed. And we have some, oh, Lincoln already. Way to go, Lincoln. Uh, yeah, take them along to your Sunday school. So, Children, you're uh, dismissed for Sunday school. Derek and Keith, you guys are leading this morning, right? Did Seth give you guys any anything to share on? No? <laughs> okay. I kind of figured so. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't uh, because this morning we're, we're just kind of doing a wrap-up, and so it's, it was kind of hard to come up with questions. Um, but I'm going to say, if nothing else, take a time of prayer. Pray for each other and Maybe discuss how can we draw close to God? Uh, you know, what are some practical steps that you're going to do? And then pray for each other uh, in those steps that we actually take, this, take those steps. Uh, and not only be hearers of the word, we heard about drawing close to God, but now we need to be doers. Okay? So roll with it and roll till, you know, 1145 or something like that. So we'll just go. Uh, Lauren and Ernie, you guys can go over to Keith. Uh, John and Rosie, Derek and Shawnee can, can take this group over here. So.